0: road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison lazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
2: They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at
3: 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge 1120, today's Christian Talk.
4: Thanks, Mike. Gosh, it's great to be here with you today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, is it not? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. This is Evelyn Davis. And
5: this is Kathy Enderbrock. And we're coming at you of the uh, KTX...
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're excited today, Kathy. I
5: am. You know, I've been talking with our guests when the commercials were running, and I always make sure I take a look at my notes so that I go, okay, I have got my intro right. But we are coming at you from the KTXW, <laughs> The Bridge, 1120 AM station, and we are so glad to be here today. Thank you so much for joining us. For love talk.
4: Well, we're we're gonna have a good time today because we're continuing to talk about heart.
5: Yes, we've been in this. We've been in this series on heart, and we've been looking at a powerful heart, a prideful heart, Um, and you know today, Evelyn, I love the topic, and we have the perfect guest for this topic. We're going to be talking about a passionate heart.
4: Well, you know one of the number one things um, in our lives is that we are passionate uh, here at um, the bridge about leadership and who we have to ask you know today who is it Kathy that's leading you and who is it that's leading me to do and be love examples in a world that's looking for the answers to the issues of life and so we always want to know you know who that is and what's going on but you know we've had a tremendous couple of weeks as we've gone through a major change, not only in Texas but in America, as we've had a, as we have had an election that really is taking us back. I think, Kathy, to the foundational principles of our founding fathers.
5: That, that's such a good point. I mean, and as you said, we are passionate about leadership, and it is a who, it's not a what, and so. Uh, you know, in the last two weeks, we have gone to the polls, some of us early voting, some of mm-hmm. us on November fourth going and electing new leaders and you know there has really been uh, i don 't know if you want to call it a shock wave across the nation. Yeah. I call it a hope wave because yeah. as you said, you really are we are returning to um some of our fundamentals. The American people have uh really rejected the course that we 've been taking. Um, over the last number of years uh, with this administration and with, with even within uh, state and local government as well. And so we've seen some really, you know, we, we stress we want to vote values and individuals have come back and said we do want to stand for life and we want leaders that stand for life. We want financial um, conservative, financial conservative leadership and, and individuals who value small government. And so individuals have gone out and voted their values and we have seen the largest shift, I think, going back since 1946.
4: Right. In fact, they said one of the biggest overhauls <laughs> since the 20s, 1920s. Yes. But, you know, one of the things that I was impressed about, Van and I were privileged to be a part of the Greg Abbott uh, party that they had. And we did a lot of uh, media while we were there. Evelyn, you were always at all the good parties. Well, it's because of media, uh, it's not because of what I know or who I know. It's just, it's media. I mean, it's because kind of, when you, we've done Love Talk in Austin 30 years. And mm-hmm. we are starting our 21st year of Good News Journal uh, and I've done National Day of Prayer we have together, uh, Van and I for 40 years. And so when you, when you're visible and you're audible, I mean, when you talk a little bit, and I have trouble with that because I have a speech impediment, but when you're there, people want to know what it is that, that makes you do what you do. And one of the things that excited me about that particular event, two things. Number one is, Greg Abbott had his daughter, Aubrey, introduce him. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today is the passion of our young people today to be involved. And it was just so touching. And then his wife, and then later he had all of, he only has a brother uh, on his side of the family. But Cecilia has a huge family. And they all came on stage. And then he had his team on there and his staff on there. And it was just a picture of hope that you were talking about.
5: You know, this is one of the things I love about uh, incoming Governor Greg Abbott. Is you know he talks about family values, but you know it's not just uh, talk and a mm-hmm. bunch of jargon. You can look at his family and you can see the way he does family and lives that out. Uh, to know that he is a man of values, that that is a part of his character. Well,
4: it's a part of his passion. And that's too with, with, um, as I said, with his wife and with Aubrey. You know, one of the things that we really want to nail today as we're talking about passionate leadership is who it is that leads us to be the kind of leaders that we know God has raised up and positioned during a time like this. And there are many surveys that have come out in the last two weeks about the millennials, the young people, and how it is that they are seeing things in reality now instead of in the make-believe world. And so we are excited about that. The other thing we're excited about is our new book, Kathy.
5: Oh, praying and praising across Texas. I'm so excited about this. And Evelyn, you were saying that we are on track now for uh, an early December release. I'm so very excited about this book that's coming out.
4: Well, I'm excited, too, because the very first chapter that's written uh, by others than Miss Evelyn is, uh, I think, first or the second one is your your chapter of the book, and it's called God's Love Plan. And I tell you, I get love bumps just thinking about it because it's going to be an exciting time. It will be a fundraiser for National Day of Prayer. And we're across the state of Texas, we're going to distribute this book. So we'll all be praying for our leaders at the same time, you know, each day. And not necessarily uh, our time, but each day with a certain focus.
5: And I think this is so important because we can look at the huge success um, with the shift in leadership and the move towards, uh, values in leadership. And so many really practicing Christians can go, okay, job done. And we really need to know that no job is not done. We need to pray for those leaders Mm -hmm. who are now in office. We need to pray for all of our leaders, whether uh, we voted for that leader or not. We need to be praying for those. And so this book praying and praising across Texas, it is, um, Praying very specifically for those leaders seven days a week uh, for seven weeks. And then you go back through after you've prayed for those leaders and you just get to praise for seven days a week for seven weeks and not ask God for a single thing. Can you imagine doing that? I've
4: done that. I know how, how powerful it is. And someday between in, when the, where the book comes out is I'll tell that story because it came about as a result of a black minister Uh, calling me uh, to task about a couple of things and then asking me if I would do some television with him and Mm. uh, it was during the desert storm and it it absolutely changed the way that I prayed after that but we are excited today tell us who our guest is going to be talking about passion oh
5: my goodness well you know she's been with us once before uh gosh uh Over eight months ago, I think it is, and we've been wanting to get her back in with us. And so when we came up with the passionate heart, both of us knew immediately who we wanted to be talking on that subject, and she has not been available because she's been so busy with with her team. She is the women's basketball coach for Southwestern University. Coach Carrie Brinkater. So great to have you with us today.
6: Thank you, Kathy. I'm so blessed to be here. Thank you.
5: And you finished off last year in a really big way. Your graduating seniors were the single most successful women's basketball team in the history of Southwestern University. What a joy. (laughs) I I think they had a pretty good leader. A pretty good coach, so we're interested in finding out some of the some of your um not i we obviously know you have hidden talents, but we want to find out some of your secrets and some of your driving principles that you um, use not only in your life personally but also uh, with developing these women and I just we see you achieving incredible things, and um you know you can you can say certain things, but when you see the outcome of those actions. Um, then you know that there's, there's some serious stuff that we've got to find out there. So, Evelyn, I know that you wanted to talk about passion and what exactly passion is, and we have a few minutes before we go to our break.
4: Well, I, looking at you, uh, Carrie, it's just so exciting for me because you're young enough that you're connected. I'm sorry, my voice is really bad today. We'll apologize for that. Uh, you could not do what you do if you didn't have passion for developing young women today and let's talk about that a little bit uh what where did the passion for doing basketball come in your life how did that come into your life
6: you know um i never knew that i was going to be a basketball coach Even You're kidding if i didn't even throughout college playing college basketball i never thought about coaching and uh, got married right after I graduated from college, and my husband and I went to Auburn University for graduate school. And uh, we were on our path, and um, we decided uh, right around graduation time, we decided, okay, whoever gets the best job, that's what we're going to do. Oh, that's where we're going. Right. And we wanted to get back to Texas. Mm-hmm. And my college coach had recommended me for an assistant coaching position down at Texas A&M University in Kingsville for their women's basketball team. So, of course, you know, I jumped at the chance to get back to Texas, and I freakishly got the job. And um, <laughs> so, thank goodness. And that's really where it all started. The Lord put a path in front of me that I didn't even know I was going to take. So that's where it got started.
4: Well, you must have had a good upbringing. Let's talk a little bit about your passion and how your family, maybe your mom or your dad, helped develop that in you as a young person.
6: My parents are phenomenal people, phenomenal. Uh, In fact, some of my friends call them June and Ward because I had a very um, benign upbringing. They're just... Amazing Christian people who took my brother and I to church and really patterned a life of following Christ and really showing us what that means. We were never told you have to work or you have to do this. We just learned it through them, through them emulating what it means to love Christ, to love people, to work hard, and to show and use those gifts that God has given us to to bless people. And so my parents are still like that today. They're, they're fantastic. Um, and I don't thank them enough. Um, <clears throat> they're, they're amazing people, but that's what was showed us. It, that's what was emulated to us every single day. And so I hope that I'm doing that for my kids each day. Um, probably not as gracefully as my parents, but um, I'll try <laughs> uh, through God's help. Um, uh, hopefully we'll get there. But, uh, but that's, that's what was, was shown to me. What it, did your dad do for a living? My dad actually was a, a corporate guy, you know, got in the car every day, drove through downtown Houston, you know, made that commute. And uh, he was a corporate guy. Um, so he was in the oil business mm-hmm. and um, he worked very, very hard. But I, one of my vivid memories is, You know, he'd get home, but then he'd have a meeting at church. You know, he was on this Mm -hmm. committee or that committee, and so he was serving. And my mom, the same thing, very faithfully every Wednesday night, heading to choir practice. Mm -hmm. And so even though they were busy people, um, church was always a huge part of our lives, and it was just what we did. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't another activity. It was just who we were. You know, that is, uh, that is so important in the life of your
4: child growing up. And it sets a wonderful pattern for a passion for the Lord Jesus. Because it, it's just not a passion uh, in life that gets you where you want to be. It's a passion that is established in heart to help you know where the to be is to be and so you know it is an e- always an exciting thing for me to hear how parents are involved in that part of training in the life of of young people kathy we do need to take our break let's see that when we come back i want to ask you a question uh what is your greatest passion today in the area of serving the lord jesus right after this
0: road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison Salazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
7: or www.timsmithlandscaping.com
3: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge 1120 Today's Christian Talk.
5: And welcome back to Love Talk Radio. This is Kathy Enderbrock in the studio with the Love Lady herself, Evelyn Davison, and we have a very special guest, Coach Carrie Brinkader from Southwestern University. And we got a little bit of your background, Carrie, going into our break. and Evelyn said, when we came back, we had a question we we're going to put you on the spot for. And the question is this: um, What is your passion today in the area of serving the Lord Jesus?
6: Wow. Well, you know, working with young people every day, like I said to to you, I never knew this was going to be my path. And I'm, I'm so blessed. I, I even got out of college coaching for five years uh, when my children were babies. And um, I've still managed to find ways to stay in coaching during that five years. And so the Lord knows that i need to be around people number one and number two he keeps putting coaching in my path in order for me to do that and so my passion in 2010 the job came back open at southwestern i was there from 02 to 05 as the head coach and like i said i took my uh, little uh, five-year break to be mommy and um, pursue some other uh, small coaching paths but uh, the lord put me back at southwestern in 2010 so this is my fifth year back and um more than ever i know that this is um it's it's a mission field for me and it's way more than coaching it's way more than the offense and the defense it's about uh pouring into the lives of young women and um that's that's really the way the Lord has been able to just show me that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Sometimes I do it kind of kicking and screaming because there's so much that goes into that. Um, And I feel like I need a degree in psychology many days um, when you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-old young women. Uh, But they're fantastic. And uh, I'm just so blessed to be able to do that. And at Southwestern, I've also been able to get involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm the faculty advisor for that group, the FCA group group and so not only do i get to be around young women but i get to be around young men who are (gasps) passionate for christ and i see that on our campus last night at fca we had more men there we had almost double the amount of men there than we did women last night at FCA. And, oh, to see I the men. I that. I know. To see the men um, worshiping and praising God and wanting to stand up for their faith, oh, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh,
5: you know, we need those godly men. And I tell you, I have three girls, as you know. And we just pray, Eric and I pray, Lord, just develop a, a man that is just perfect for mm-hmm. these, for each of these girls that has strong mm-hmm. character and that loves you. Absolutely, Carrie.
4: Uh, what do you all do with um, with the athletic uh, Christian? The Fellowship a- of Christian Athletes. Yes, I couldn't get that out. I'm sorry. What What is your profile for that? How do you connect with young people to get them involved?
6: Well, you know, we we advertise on campus, and we um, we try to bring in speakers that we think will be engaging to the young people. The thing we found that's really drawn a lot of people in is um, is video series, and so we'll do a short video, and then we'll break up into small groups and have discussion, and that's where you really connect. Um, it's great to have a speaker come and speak, but the small groups have really developed the connections that I think we all long for, um, relationship and connections, and just being able to ask the hard questions, um, and last night we talked about why Jesus. We were looking at David Nasser's series on why Jesus and he's in Israel as he does this series and he takes us to places um that you know Jesus where he was the Mount of Olives the Garden of Gethsemane the Via Dolorosa I mean mm-hmm. it's fantastic and so we ask those hard questions um about you know why did Pilate do what he did do we kind of feel sorry for him you know um he was probably a good guy but Um, anyways, and so those connections and being able to talk freely with kids that are questioning and kids that want to know answers is so freeing and it's so refreshing to be around, uh, those young people who, who are searching and who want to get to know Christ better. Um, and you don't have to be an athlete to come to fellowship of Christian athletes. We welcome anyone. Um, and so, it's a neat little group and we have a lot of fun. How often do you all meet? We, we, we Mostly. meet, uh, no, we, we meet once a week, excuse a week. me, every Wednesday night at nine o'clock at night. Um, and that's when the kids are available. <laughs> yes. right. And so, um, we meet every single week and we even do a, a chapel service for the football team. So for every home game that our football team has, we do a service for them where we invite speakers to come and just speak for about 20 minutes. To pour into these young men, um, whoever wants to come, it's you know, it's an open invitation, and it's not just for the football team. It's anybody who wants to come, but it's specifically on home game days, um, and we invite uh, people to come and and speak to our young men and and pour into those people that are that are there, and just a way to get them started off right on game day.
4: That is so exciting to me. I, in the Good News Journalist, the Christmas Thanksgiving Christmas is out uh, this week. On the front page is a story about uh, Peyton Manning. And Peyton compared himself to another young man uh, that was very, um, ad- very present uh, and did things that people would immediately identify him as a Christian. And Peyton, who grew up in a family of football people, not basketball, but football mm-hmm. people, his dad was a football coach, has three. He is one of three brothers. It's quite a story. But he is a shy leader in that regard. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it is so exciting to me to see how God pulls people together like you and maybe Peyton and some of the others and gives you the opportunity to be a love leader on parade for people to look at. Give us an example maybe of a young, uh, one of your young um, uh, basketball players that, that was really troubled and um, needed help in that direction. Could you give us one? Well,
6: they're not all success stories, unfortunately. You know, well, that's true. Um, you know, we have to do a lot of recruiting where I am um, at Division Three, and we're recruiting a, a certain type of athlete, especially at Southwestern, somebody who's very bright academically. And um, you know, no matter what kind of mentoring um, that I do. Sometimes it, it doesn't always go the way that we want it to go. In fact, last time I was here, I was specifically talking about a young woman who um, had been on a troubled path and um, had come to my office and really thanked me for sticking with her. And literally, ladies, about oh. three days later, she got in trouble again, and I had to release her from my team. And it was heartbreaking for me. Mm. And, as I, and as I think about that um, instance and that young woman, I'm led to Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your hearts, for Mm. it affects everything that you do. And sometimes we have misplaced passion, and sometimes um, our passion is led with purity. And for some young women, it's misplaced. And uh, no matter what kind of... um, mentoring or leadership i provide it has to come from them it has to come through jesus christ it can't be because they want to please me that is for sure and so um you know but there are so many other wonderful success stories of i have six seniors on my team this year who are my absolute heart oh my stars i get teary-eyed when i just talk about them (laughs) um they are my heart. They were my first recruiting class when I came back to Southwestern, and now I've been mentoring them and coaching them and loving on them for for four years. And um, they come by the office often, and they sit and they chat and they talk, and they're my leaders. And um, they're just uh, there's several of them that are just passionate for living a life that um, that really shows Christ. And now I can't expect that from all of my young women um, because they're all so very different. It's only my job to plant those seeds and to show um, my life and what I'm doing in my life. Um, And they don't always follow that and they they make different choices than I do. Um, But I know that I I know, I hope that they'll look back on these days and go, you know, coach Brinkater was so different She loved me despite all of my flaws. (laughs) And she, um, you know, stuck with me through all of those things. And, um, so I'm so proud of these women who are going to be completing not only Southwestern, but my program here this year. And, um, I couldn't be prouder of them. And just, um, like I said, they're, they're kind of my heart. And I just, I love them so. And so it's a lot of fun to get to mentor and, and mentor. And we hope that, their passions are not misplaced, um, and mm-hmm. that their their passions are their heart in motion, and that it's pure. And um, a, as they go forward, well,
4: you know, I, I gave the example of, of Peyton Manning that you know we've written about on the front page of the Good News Journal this time, and the other young man I was thinking about was Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is so exciting to see how personality plays into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lives of young people when you're watching them and how when they're on stage especially and they become a leader, how God uses the different gifts in their life in that regard. I had mentioned to Kathy a, a little bit before we went on the air today that back probably 35 years ago uh, in Austin, we had uh, Austin Christian Counseling Association. And one of the leaders of that um, and I discipled a young man, a young African American man, and we—I had lost track of him. And just a, well, just about ten days ago, I got a call, and this young man has been. God has put this young man in a position, up in um, North Texas, and I won't name the city. North Texas, to have a ministry to young Islamic students. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. And in a very short period of time, there have been more than 3,000 converts to Christianity. One man that stayed true to what he was taught and how the strength and the power of the Lord Jesus on his life. And so, you know, Carrie, when you think about all these, and I think about all these young women that are under your tutorage and your coaching, you know, it is like an apple. You cannot, you can take an apple and you can count the seeds in the apple. But if you take an individual seed and it plants a tree, you'll never know the fruit that will come from that. And so it it is just so exciting to me <laughs> to have you in in a place like this. And I know it's time for us to take our break. I think we'll do that, Kathy, when we come back. Let's talk about, uh, you know, what it, what it does, what it's done in your life. Uh, personally in the way that you're raising or rearing your young children, uh, seeing how young people live today right after this. Stay with us.
3: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535 or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
7: or 512-258-0093, or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
2: George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300.
3: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120. Today's Christian Talk.
5: And welcome back. This is Love Talk with Kathy Enderbrock in the studio with the love lady, Evelyn Davison. And we have a special guest in the studio today, Coach Carrie Brinkater, head women's basketball coach for Southwestern University. We've been talking about a passionate heart, and we are passionate about leadership And so we were talking about some of the qualities of a passionate leader. And and, uh, Carrie, you've just done so many amazing things leading these young women, so many success stories. And one of the things that that, um, I love, and so now the listeners won't know this, but they will in just a second. You and I go to church together at Main Street Baptist Church in Georgetown, Texas. And one of the things I love about you, when you are in coaching, you do not... Go out and actively evangelize these girls. You do not push Jesus on them. You you know you you don't push prayer on them. You don't do those things. What you do is you actively develop character. You develop that team bond. You help them to recognize um, how they can. Uh, that the goal is not to play as an individual, but the goal is to play as a team and to build that relationship. And then you just release everything to the Holy Spirit and you let him evangelize their hearts. You let him work on their hearts. And I, I love that you don't you don't compromise who you are, but you never push that on other people. And I just I'm amazed, I think, at um, everything that the the success that you have and everything that God does. And and I know that sometimes because you don't push your faith on others, there are some girls that that uh, as you said they're not success stories you know because everyone gets to choose, and some girls they don't they don't choose well they choose to pursue pursue things and not that person of jesus christ and um now Evelyn, you went out asking Carrie about her um, her children, and so tell me. You know you can coach these women yeah. who you know they they can't tell you no, coach Carrie. but you know <laughs> what when you're raising children, you hear no, and what do you do with that? What are the principles for for leading your children well that do or don't work on the basketball court?
6: Well, it's kind of funny that you asked that um my children are very passionate as well we we'll, we'll we'll call it that they've they've um They've inherited some of my qualities for um, exuberance, I guess oh, you could wonderful. say. And so, um, so yes, they they are thinkers and they're very active. My daughter is just turned 11. I can't believe it. Um, my son is nine and a half, and. They're not perfect. Imagine that. And so uh, there's times whenever I have to tell myself, okay, I'm not coaching. I'm not coaching. I can't just tell them to do push-ups or run laps, right? <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm reminded of Hebrews 12:11, and it says, All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Ooh, peaceful That's fruit one. of righteousness. The peaceful fruit of righteousness. Yes. Because it's not fun to discipline, whether we're talking about our children or we're talking about um, the young women on my team. It's not fun because you want to think, oh, but they're really a good kid. Okay, they won't do that again. Surely they learned this time. You, you, you tell yourself all of those things because... It's painful, mm-hmm. and it brings about sorrow to discipline. But yet, if you finish that verse, like you said, Evelyn, it's the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And I tell you that peace, um, whenever the discipline has, has come to fruition, um, and there's learning that's mm-hmm. involved then that's where the peace occurs and that's only through Jesus that mm-hmm. it really is and so you know i i have no idea if i'm raising my kids right there's really no manual for that <laughs> except <laughs> what the bible says right <laughs> um but i pray every single day for the lord to fill in the gaps mm-hmm. because i know that um that he has set me on a very different path than some women, that I work full-time. And that's hard. And you said during the break, Evelyn, there's there's so much stress and there's so many things that are involved in the job. Um, but my kids love that their mom is a coach. They love that. Yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, just try to live by those biblical principles and do One- the best I can.
4: One of the things that we reared, we reared two boys, and then I went married five years before we had the first one, and we didn't know what we were doing then. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was five years before our second son was born, and they were so totally different in personality and in, in Uh And um, one of the things that I learned very early in in disciplining children or in training children, I called it, was there are three ways that you do that. First of all, you do it in love. Secondly, you do it in logic. And thirdly, you do it in law. And so every family and every team has got to have laws that you live by. But how you approach those determines how successful sometimes, you know, not that you are, but how, you know, your teammates are, your children are. And one of the greatest um, helps for me was logic. I could say to my oldest son, who thinks uh, he can run the world, and he tries, uh <laughs> Well, okay. he sees his mommy do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, well, follow the footsteps. He would get up in the morning, and he, uh, if it was raining, he didn't want to take a coat. Or if it was uh, beautiful sunshine and uh, at noontime you know, it was going to come an order, uh, he didn't want to be bothered with a coat. Didn't want to have to keep up with it. And so I would say to him every morning, this is the weather report for the day. You have a choice to make. Do you want to come home cold or you want to come home wet? Uh, it's your choice and you will pay the price of that choice today. And so sometimes they chose not what I would have chosen, but it taught them very succinctly. You are. To make choices that are the best choices you always have choices about everything and i know in coaching that well that's one of the things that you do if you know if you don't if you don't exercise you don't do your laps you don't do all these things then you cannot do this and if It it is so simple, but it is so difficult.
6: We think it's simple, but to 18 to 22 year olds who have so many choices out there and are pulled in so many different directions, Mm -hmm. so many times their choices aren't the best ones. And it's kind of funny. We have a sophomore on the team. She's she's really quite funny, and she uses sarcasm quite a bit. But almost every day, um, as we're leaving practice, she'll say, "Make good choices, ladies. Make good choices." (laughs) And that's exactly you know that that's what I want. to do is make good choices but when they don't make good choices there's obviously consequences and some of those consequences can be severe and can really affect others and that's something that we talk about a lot is that you're not just affecting yourself when you make these choices that you're affecting 15 other young women and coaches on this basketball team when you make those choices so um, yes the consequences are sometimes there and we talk about choices quite a bit for sure
4: Well, it is exciting that um, every day is a brand new day and the Lord gives us grace for every day we ask him for. And it is so so exciting to think about what you're doing at this time in your life, uh, Carrie, is that you are developing leaders that are going to carry this nation uh, further toward what God would intend for it to be. Uh, Because when you're on a team, and you have others to consider, that's what a family is, uh, it becomes a very critical thing as to what kind of leader you are.
5: You know, and it makes me think, Evelyn, when you're talking about raising boys and being a leader and principles for that, I think about 2 Thim- Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And, and, and this is Paul actually wrote this message for Timothy. And uh, Timothy was kind of... Um, yeah, spiritually I don't know you'd say Paul spiritually had kind of um, grown up Timothy and, and commissioned Timothy and sent Timothy out and when Paul sent Timothy out he sent him out with some words of encouragement and I love the principles that are contained in this. It says, Timothy, I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone, living and dead. And he is about to breathe into the open with his rule to proclaim the message with intensity. And and in this, we really see four fantastic principles that Paul is teaching Timothy. He says, keep on your watch. And, and to me, that that's discipline. Like you said earlier, Carrie, guard your heart. You have to uh, really be disciplined in that and guard your heart. Keep on your watch and then challenge and, and warn and urge your people. And I mean, that takes a lot of courage and you've mm-hmm. got to challenge your team. And it takes courage for those ladies to step up, to do something that maybe they don't know if they have it in them to do and and be courageous in accepting that challenge. And then don't Ever quit that endurance of of a leader?
6: How do you do that? Teach them don't quit. <laughs> oh, there's many torture techniques on the basketball oh, I court. I, um, <laughs> I, I want to know those.
4: I have great grandchildren. I want to know
6: those. You know that that's um, that's something that I think you strive to do every day. Is you have to be uncomfortable in order to not quit. You have to be uncomfortable. Ooh, I'm that The courage that comes from that um, is something that's very freeing, and then when you reach that goal and you're uncomfortable, wow, you've done it, um, but you have to make yourself uncomfortable, and we, in America today, we don't like to be uncomfortable, and... That's something that's really hard to teach. So we try to finish practice um, pretty much every day with something that's ridiculously hard, a very hard goal, something that's going to challenge them, that's going to make them uncomfortable. They're going to have to push. They're going to have to really um, be motivating teammates and themselves to get out of a comfort zone in order to realize that they have a little bit left in the tank. And that's where the courage and the endurance comes in.
4: Well, we are talking today with Carrie, uh, who is the basketball, ladies' basketball coach in Georgetown, Texas, at the university. And we're talking about how it is that God develops great leaders' passion in, in leaders uh, in young people today. And we, we want to take a break, uh, Kathy. And when we come back, we want to talk about how is it that we keep it simple? It gets so complicated sometimes. How is it that we can keep it simple? Right after this, stay with us.
3: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535,
7: or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
8: Hi, this is Steve Washburn pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville we're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town say listen, if you're looking for a church home I wish you'd come check us out lots of other folks sure are we're one of the fast growing fellowships in the Austin area we're trying our best to offer something for everyone no matter what your situation in life You'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area, For those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth, listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us.
0: Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit ThinkMarketingTexas.com to learn more. That's ThinkMarketingTexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com. You're listening to Love Talk here
3: on The Bridge 1120. Today's Christian Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock.
5: And welcome back to Love Talk Radio. This is Kathy Enderbrock in the studio with the love lady, Evelyn Davison. And we are discussing a passionate heart And as our special guest, we have Coach Carrie Brinkater, head women's basketball coach for Southwestern University. And we've gotten into some incredible conversation here about leadership, leadership principles. We've looked at various scriptures. And, Evelyn, we just want to know how to keep it simple. Simple. And I would say the very top way that passionate leaders keep it simple is they've got to stand in tough situations stand for God's truth. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have some, some other, some four really clear things when we're talking about keeping it simple. Um, coach Brinkater, Carrie, the easiest way to keep it simple is
6: don't try to do too much. Woo! Love it. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I, I, last year I, my team was a little bit different. Um, and, um, I, I, I tried to do too much as a coach. Um, we try to do too much on the floor. I try to do too much off the floor to, to deal with issues and problems and all these things. And you know what? The simpler the better. And um, this year we've we're keeping it very simple. I'm I've gone back to doing the things that I do well. Um, and um, <laughs> That's not too many things, so we have to keep oh, it really simple. Oh, I helpful. don't know. I don't believe um,
4: that. I disagree. Oh, well, I'm. <laughs> I'm <object.
6: laughs> So I, I think it's it's um it's really. Um, amazing whenever you do simplify things and you kind of take it back to to doing the things that you really are good at and knowing that God has given you those things and that you don't try to have to branch out of that necessarily unless he leads you on a different path to grow you and stretch you. But... Just using those talents and abilities that he's given you to the best of your ability is really what is expected. And so I'm, I'm hoping and praying that I'm a much more effective coach this year on the basketball court by keeping things simple as well as in the mentoring process as well.
5: I love it. So keep it simple. Focus on those things you do well. And, you know, I love it when we talk about uh, qualities of a a passionate leader and having a passionate heart. There are some really basic qualities. And we're going to look at some P's here talking about uh, qualities of a passionate leader. There's something that has to do with prevention. And you talked about guarding your heart earlier as a passionate leader, you have to flee those temptations and they, the temptations are all around us. You have to choose well and um, recognize temptations for what they are and run away,
6: <laughs> run as fast as far as you can. Um, you know, that that's right. We talked about guarding our hearts and passion drives both a pure and impure heart. And that's why it's imperative to guard our hearts or flee those temptations or flee those things that really drive us in the wrong directions. Because passion without purity, I mean, it can lead to so many things, self-centeredness and despair. And on a team, we, we really cannot focus on being self-centered. We have to focus on what is right for the team. And so fleeing those temptations to go back to self and self-centeredness is really important. And I I think that that verse just sums it up, that if you're guarding your heart and really looking for the pure things, then you won't be led to those self-centered actions.
5: I love it. So you are you look at prevention and then you also look at pursuing. So pursuing the right things, as you've said, you know, you. Pursue the pure passions you pursue, a, and the a good Bible word for that would be righteousness right, right. <laughs> and
4: virtue and character and integrity, all those things that that aren 't false but are really accurate in character development absolutely, absolutely mm. another one is that you portray peace. How is it that you as a coach because I watch a lot of uh, I watch a lot of basketball. my husband is a football fan. And watching coaches out there, they're not peaceful.
6: No, we're not always very peaceful. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, there are times I, I'm a very expressive person. And so fortunately or unfortunately, every single emotion or thought that I have is displayed on my face pretty much uh-huh. at all times. And, <laughs> we, so, at <laughs> and so my team has to deal with that. But there are times and and I'm I'm. I'm learning my lessons to pick and choose things that I want to react to and how I want to react to those things, that everything doesn't have to have a reaction, that we can be peaceful. And I tell you this year, I've been so amazingly blessed by my team. They are a phenomenal group of young women. Mm. And um, there's times that this job will make you physically and mentally exhausted, but right now I'm so energized to be with my team every day. They come to practice wanting to be led, and that is so phenomenal as a coach to have young women who are are wanting to do what I'm asking them to do, and um, it's it's amazing. It's fun. It's it's awesome to go to practice every day and get to teach
4: well you certainly have a good perception of that and i know that you know even as a team or as a family uh, or even as a neighborhood or a nation or a state we have to have a perception of why we're here and what it is god wants us to do and so we know that one of the things that we do is we've got to really um present and live by truth and i want us to talk about that a little bit
6: well, you know, as I, as I was thinking about this passion today, I was, I was led to Mark twelve thirty two, and it says the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. I have all kinds of young women that come into my program and God has really given me a heart to just love people. And like Kathy said before, I do not evangelize. I just try to teach character mm-hmm. and, and ethics and values. And because I have so many different type of young women in my program and God has really given me a heart to just love on people regardless of where they are. Um, and I I love that. It's The Lord says to be passionate about, He wants me to be passionate about what He's passionate about. And the Lord's not passionate about money or fame or wins or losses. He's passionate about people. And so focusing on God's people really gets me out of myself, right? And, um, and that's a good thing.
4: Well, you know, it is exciting when we think about um, where he has placed you uh, in this time in your life with a wonderful family, a great husband, but the ability to reach the hearts and the lives of young people. And that's what our future is in the state of Texas. When we stop and think about it, what are we training the young people to do today? And, of course, with basketball, like with anything in life, it has to be a team effort.
6: Well, it does, and I've been so heartened lately. I've read several articles that have been written about how employers are really hiring young people that have had a college athletic experience Mm -hmm. that have been a part of a college athletic team because they know how to function within a team they know how to come to very good conclusions they know how to solve problems they know how to endure as we were talking about earlier and to not quit and so employees really look for people who have had that experience, and to get to to contribute to that oh. in just this very, very small way is such an amazing opportunity and blessing.
4: Well, you we certainly want to thank you, uh, care for being with us today, and what a great example of a passionate leader.
5: I tell absolutely the first person who comes to mind coach Carrie Brinkater and I love that you said that mark 1238 love your neighbor as you love yourself and you know sometimes when individuals live without focus without passion they also live without love for themselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they've turned so many different places to get it um, and I just love that Jesus when when we are in those places just languishing having no direction we have nothing to hold on to. Um, we don't know how to love ourselves rightly with a pure heart and to um, identify those passions, um, he gives us some answers.
4: Well, he is, and he is the answer. And if you um, want to know more about that, you can give us a call at uh, on the love line at 512-249-6535. And uh, let's, uh, Carrie, give us your contact information if you'd like for maybe on people that are looking for an opportunity to be coached.
6: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, you can find us at uh, southwestern.edu, um, and you can go to the athletics page and women's basketball, and you can find me there. Um, you can shoot me an, an email, or, or always you can pick up the phone and, and give me a call. I'd love to chat with you more about my program, what we do at Southwestern University, and, um, and it's is—it's just a great place. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fun, Kathy. It has been a really <laughs> Some things today.
4: <laughs> well, we, I, you we, know,
5: Evelyn, often I'll get people to call and say, I heard that on Saturday, and I heard the Coach Carrie Brinkater. I want to share it with somebody else. How can I do that? And this is what you do. You go to our um, archives at lovetalknetwork.com. That's lovetalknetwork.com. And you can, you can click on that interview with Coach Carrie Brinkater, download it from our archives, and share it.
4: Okay, well, we do thank you for joining us today. And as we close today, um, if you don't have a great passion for the Lord Jesus, let me tell you how you get it. You just look at what his instruction is for living every day. He says that you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. And as you begin to put that into practice in your life, He's going to, he's going to encourage you to get up, get out of the place where you are, uh, go to the place uh, where you can get the help that you need and encouragement like from uh, coaches like uh, Coach Kerry. So I do thank you today, and I pray that you'll have a wonderful week. If you need to get in touch with us, you can call us at 512 249 or here at the station, ktxw.com. Thank you so much. See you next week for Love Talk.
5: Next week. Bye.